Welcome to the Luminaries edition of the Balance Boldly Podcast. This is our dedication to women who inspire, influence, and ignite a better tomorrow with the courageous work that they implement today. I'm your host, Nikita Rin Thigpen, always here to supply you with great balance, sexology, and relationship advice. Whatever it is you're choosing, don't be shy, be bold, and be brave, because that's who we are always talking to, those ambitiously bold and brave few men who absolutely understand how powerful your voice is, how powerful your life is when you live it fully. Today, I have the pleasure of illuminating this gorgeous, brilliant, beautiful woman. She is fierce. She is a high-level advocate. She is definitely considerate of all the things that will make her battle cry louder if you play her and cross over to the wrong street because she is not about you being disrespectful in this very diverse world that we live in because she happens to be a diversity consultant expert, highly sought after and highly educated from criminal justice to psychology to all the things diversity and equitability I have to present to you, Miss Lakeisha Angelique. Welcome to the Balanced Bully Podcast. How are you today? Oh my God, I'm doing amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Welcome. It's a, I was like, who is she talking about? <laughs> I think my next life, I'm going to be like the MC to introduce all my favorite people. And that'll yes. be my job. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you here, and I would love for you to share with everyone listening just a little bit more about the work that's driving you forth these days, because you ain't new to this, and a lot of people are, and you are really taking root in where you stand on so many issues, and I would love for you just to share a little bit more about that. Yes, yes, I'm not new to this, and it, it, it seems like it's a new field to be in when I've been doing it for like 22 years now. Wow, that's a long time, uh-huh. <laughs> but I started right out of high school, went in the military, started really advocating for women and the people coming behind me, the women coming behind me to really amplify their voices because yeah. I saw that, you know, the the white men were really running this world. It's always been that way. It's been who's been the loudest in the room and to really get a seat and a voice, a voice at the table um, is hard. It's hard to have that voice at the table. So I saw that I had to be the advocate for the, the little people, the little yeah. people in the room. So I started studying criminal justice and then moved on to psychology and it just went on from there. Mm, I'm not mad. I mean, you you know, I've been professionally stalking you as I do all my favorite people, right? Um, I've made no qualms about that when you and I had our off the yes, conversation yes. before. Like, you know, don't be afraid. Just know that this is the truth. Let me be transparent. And I fell in love with so much of what you were saying. You were just popping across so many of my, my feeds, through, you know, from Facebook and all the other platforms. Facebook specifically is where mm-hmm. I would see you get really passionate and really share um, something that you also have again, professionally stalking you on your website, a quote that you wrote or or were inspired by about, and I want to phrase it correctly because I didn't write it down, uh, the best leadership starts with the best conversations, something like that that you wrote. And that sat with me so deeply because everything I do is about building, maintaining, and growing, you know, healthy relationships, whether it's super, super intimate power couples, all the way through those other key relationships of our life. And that struck me personally deep in a deep way, because a lot of people confuse what being a good leader 
looks like when you're running a business, especially these larger corporations, which I know you work with many of them, um, and them not understanding that it's not about you putting uh, a new tactic on paper and saying, oh, yeah, we value, you know, minority leaders, we value LGBTQIA, we value, right? Like, it's not about you saying what you do, it's about you actually following it through with action. And you can't jump into something you've never had a conversation about because you're so uncomfortable with the topic. So that those kinds of like passionate things that were going on in your brain that you were allowing us a window into through your social media presence was really powerful for me personally. Yeah. What I found in my own journey to leadership was that people just wanted to be heard. And that's what made me a lot different was that I listened and mm-hmm. then took action instead of taking action without listening. Yeah. And the art of the ask is something that I really um, hone in on in my mentorship too. And that's what I call it too. When people talk about coaching and Come on. coach to people, I really <laughs> call it mentorship. And, and I listen to my clients and it's like, I don't have this cookie cutter program. And it's like, here's module one, do this first and do that. I listen to where they're struggling and mentor them through what where their struggles are and ask them where where are you struggling why why are you struggling and usually people have the answers to what they're they're struggling with they have them in them they know exactly what's wrong they know exactly what they're struggling with they have the answers and when i was practicing um as a therapist uh solution solution focused therapy is was my model because yeah. people had the answers to what they needed uh, and they just needed someone to listen to what they, they wanted and, and to walk them through. I'd, I'd say I was their GPS. So I, I'd tell them, I'd sit in the back seat and let them navigate. And when they would go awry, I'd say, Hey, take a left here, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just needed someone to help them as they were, they were going on their journey. And that, that was me. So yeah, I really do believe conversations and, and talking to people. I absolutely love people and love talking to people and having conversations. And um, that's why diversity is just right up my alley and being with different cultures and traveling is just, I'm I'm enamored by it. Like I love, love, love people and different cultures and food and all of this stuff. So it's my passion and I, I, I wouldn't imagine doing anything else. Yeah, no, because you've done a lot of other things, right? Yeah, like a lot. Yeah. Right? Like you've walked and and you are my favorite people for this very thing and I, I resonate mm-hmm. with that and I live that although I've been a clinician for a large mm-hmm. part of my career, that was just the foundation of mm-hmm. so many other things that got packed on it. I tease all the time like there I have so many certifications and all kinds of licenses that I don't even mention because it would just confuse someone who's not from where we're from where they yeah. don't get that being a forever learner, especially in the human behavior space, mm-hmm. is almost endless. And you can add so much to that, but you want to do it in a way that's impactful and igniting in some transformative way, which is why I love the work that you do, mm-hmm. because you're not, again, just showing up. You know, we could go down that rabbit hole of coaches, Lord Jesus. <laughs> we could go down that, you know, that's the space that we come from, like all of that on top of the clinical space. There's so much confusion and what diversity should look like and how it should show up in, I'll say, professional development and training companies, Mm -hmm. right? Because I know Mm -hmm. it it spans the bandwidth. Um, You and I have similar people that have mentored, coached, uh, Mm -hmm. strategized with us. And then there's many, many people that we don't necessarily know in common. And there's patterns that we've both seen that 
are pulling themselves up from really, really high level names that we don't need to name drop here of people who are supposed to be like really big illuminating forces that don't understand why diversity is important. They're so, they're so removed from what it means to include diversity in your business as a leader in the professional development and growth and training space, right? Let alone to really show, you know, have that reflected in their clientele and, and that population. And so I know that that is really personal for you because you are both a giver and a receiver of professional development and training. How has that been showing up for you with your clients that are coming to you like, oh, help me. I'm tired of this vanilla world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I said uh, that I shouldn't have to teach you how to coach me, right? Amen. I shouldn't have to, I should be able to find a coach, uh, no matter what you look like. Like I shouldn't have to specifically seek out a person of color to to coach me, right? I should be able to go to a coach who has a strategy that I need to uh, coach me, to help me get to the next level, whether it's seven, eight figures, wherever, wherever I'm going. Uh, But I've been noticing that I have to, to seek out a specific a person of color to coach yeah. me because uh, certain coaches don't think that is important. They don't mm-hmm. think diversity and inclusion is important in their business until they have an incident that happens in their business and then it becomes important. So uh, one of the things that I'm doing now is is teaching coaches that you know you need to think of it before you get to the seven eight figure mark uh, you need to think of it when you're starting your business because it's important it's it's how you get to the seven eight figure because people of color are they have dollars you know we have money to spend yeah drop twenty thousand dollars on a coach um so that I can get to the next the next level and I don't have you know, I'm not being able to do it because I can't find these coaches that take that into consideration. And it's different coaching a person of color than it is, you know, a white person because mm-hmm. there's these considerations you have to take into to account Come on. how I show up. You know, there's different things that you need to understand about the black and brown community because you have to understand how what's going on in the news impacts us, you know, mm-hmm. what's happening around the world, how that's impacting how I show up, you know, yeah. um, how getting funding as a black and brown person works. You know, we can't just go to the bank and, and ask for funding because there are barriers being a black and brown person that are not easy. You know, you can't just say, just show up, you know. So all of these things started to really rub me the wrong way. And Mm -hmm. um, it it started to be like, you know what, I'm going to turn into that coach that every black and brown people need. And I just started coaching black and brown people. It just, I became the coach that I needed when I needed a coach. And um, it just became another extension of my coaching business when I was just doing um, corporate clients. I became a coach for, for people of color. So. Um, I thank them for not being the coach that I needed because it turned into <laughs> an opportunity for me. But, you know, I, I really would like them to do to do better, you know. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. Um, it ex- that pain exposed a gap in the market that you were able to shine a light on for one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where your advocacy self shines up 
and shines through for me. Like you're such a powerful advocate. You don't make apologies and you are professional and well-spoken and all the righteous things that you should be. And I say that very clearly because people assume that if you are a woman or man of a certain shade of melanin, right? Like let's not even get super, super deep, but shade of melanin, they assume that if you are a high level advocate that you're gonna be angry and aggressive and you you can't be well-spoken and cuss you out at the same time with (laughs) professional smile and using your GRE words, like you can do all of it. Right, <laughs> which right. I have to point out because you know it rubs me the wrong way when people are like, "Oh, Nikita, you so, you speak so well mm, compared yeah. to, yeah, right, <laughs> right, right, like, compared to those, who you compare me to those microaggressions that I call my um, macroaggressions because they mm-hmm. they have big impacts. They're not small things, you know. Mm-hmm. I speak uh, well. I talk like a white person, which I don't know what speaking white means uh, in today's world. Uh, but um, without an yeah. accent is how I define it. If you right. don't have an accent, then you qualify. And I say I'm the person that's from nowhere, that's from everywhere. everywhere. Because I didn't grow up anywhere. I, I can't claim one person, one place. I grew up military, moved around, then joined the military, moved around. So I didn't have time to pick up an accent from anywhere. Um, But funny that after, you know, having that interaction with that program and and noticing that it wasn't, you know, diverse enough, that something did happen. And then coming back around, having, asking, can you come and kind of help us out? It's like, absolutely not. You Mm -hmm. know? Or like, yeah, if you pay me, because, oh, honey, don't let me get into that. Like, they they want you to for free. be exactly yeah come come on do the emotional labor for us for free now we understand the woes of our our uh, the wrongs of our ways can you come back and 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 now you know teach us for free and and i think that's the biggest like insult to to injury when you want that free work because now we understand we did something wrong can you come back and it's like no you need to start paying black and brown people to help you to understand this you know but again they feel more comfortable with somebody who's less melanated um to do this work for them and then they still don't understand so that's why the biggest component of my teaching is the ask like you have to have this ask and ask me I have no problems with telling you exactly how and what you did wrong and I'm not an angry person like you said like I have mm-hmm. another pillar of my program is bring putting that empathy back into education like I'm I'm not gonna one let you you know trample over me I'm not gonna let you disrespect or Amen. you know um traumatize anyone in my space either so we're gonna have mutual respect but I definitely will help you to understand in a way that we're both mutually respected yeah no, I love how you said that. You guys can't see her, but she gave that <laughs> nice smile. <laughs> that very Erica Badu. <laughs> like, don't get confused about the tea in this cup because there's a whole nother side. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I love that. And I do appreciate it because there's strength in the warrior, right? That presents yeah. in you. You, you know, really good warriors that we read about and that we're you know, privileged to learn the truth about, I mean, the truth, truth about history, 
they weren't necessarily just cutting everybody down without a plan. They had strategy. They had moves. They were silent until they needed to be heard. Like a, a lot of the stealthness that was there was very strategic. And I feel like that's a lot of the work that you do. Because mm-hmm. when you look at you, your your brand, uh, even your high-level passionate advocating, it's very ninja like stealth warrior like that's that's how it comes across like yeah i'm going to give you a little bit you're going to get so fascinated with the way that i'm sharing dropping these gems and then i'm come right behind you and cut you into pieces about how you're not doing what you need to do even though you're confessing yourself to or professing yourself excuse me to be this you know person that is changing the world and doing all the things like whose world are you changing if you're not helping all of the people, all mm-hmm. of the humans, yep. without claiming a, a certain, you know, uh, space of just your humans that you come from, because God knows we see enough of that. Something that came up, I don't know if I was watching you and Kat Kim, who we love here. She's mm-hmm. another luminary. We love Amazing. Kat, right? I don't know if it was you and Kat, or I found a, something else that I professionally stalked you on, where you were talking about specifically how important it was to understand the difference between diversity, equitability, and inclusion um, beyond like the big, big spaces of Fortune 500 companies. But many of the listeners here are entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Many of them are scaling multiple businesses. And some of them are, you know, growing their leadership teams and trying not to make the mistakes of the places that they left to start their businesses mm-hmm. for, right? Um, and sometimes the challenge that I hear come up all the time is, you know, there's lots of people, but they don't have the background, they don't have the education, they don't have the training. Um, for your clients that are listening to this show, for my clients that listen to this show that are interested in doing things better, and clearly they could just get on your calendar and have a call. <laughs> but if they're a little bit more interested with like, before I make that call to you, what is it something that I can do now to see the power of what you're saying is working? Yeah, so I definitely heard that. And so I created a space for just starting out entrepreneurs. And yeah. it's the DEI lounge where we hang out and I share little pieces of inter- information and how they can insert pieces of DEI in their business, like right now. What can I do right now? Which starts with like sharing black and brown people uh, stories and mm-hmm. hiring in that space like who's your va who's your marketing person who are you are you sharing the same people over and over or are you intentionally reaching out to people who don't look like you um that's the easiest way to start expanding your network i call it building your digital network like how your digital rolodex what how are you (laughs) increasing that the power of uh, that space. Are you, do you know a LGBTQ uh, marketer? Like some people, people sit back and think they're like, I don't like, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know anybody in that space. That's that, you know, I keep using the same people that someone else recommended to me. And I, and they recommended the same, the next person, who's your podcaster, you know, who are you <laughs> using in your day to day that is helping to grow your business and, you know, start, start there, you know? Yeah, no, I love that, that, that foundational look at like, let's start where you can, where Mm -hmm. it makes sense, you know, regardless of your budget, if you were planning to hire anyway, Mm -hmm. then you can uh, allocate some of that budget to someone who doesn't look like you, if you Mm -hmm. happen to not be a person in the BIPOC, um, 
area of humanity. I'm trying to be very mindful of saying humans because I yeah. want people hearing this to humanize us yeah. and not look at us as, you know, marginalized over there. We have to give a hand out. We, you know, have to do some version like, no, we are qualified and called. What we're yes. missing is opportunity. Exactly. And a lot of those yeah. opportunities are closed off because, and I will just plainly say it, because of the ignorance of not understanding how much power you have to make change as one person. You yeah. don't need to have a board of a board of directors and 500 employees to then say, oh, well, maybe I should have at least 0.0015% be of you know diverse background maybe yeah. you could be one solo entrepreneur who's to Lakeisha's point you're looking for your next VA or tech guy god knows we before we started we were talking about the tech gremlins messing up the wi-fi all yeah. across like who's that IT person uh Myosia uh Boyd Anderson Boykin Anderson is someone that we really love here too and she has a very awesome IT company and she is a black woman running that thing doing yeah. it actually a black couple because her and her husband run the business and I don't think a lot of people necessarily know who she is, but she has a multi seven figure business doing what she does and doing it well. So you can't say that you don't, you don't know a black IT person. You don't yeah. know someone who's running business that can help you. You don't know a black mentor. You're listening to one right yeah. now, like, you know, right here that's willing to bring you into her lounge space, the DEI lounge space, which yeah. I love to pieces, yeah. <laughs> um, to help give you the information and without you doing it in a space where you have to say, oh, like, oh, I was so afraid to ask. I didn't want to offend. There yeah. are spaces and places for that. So I love that you created. You said it's the DE&I lounge, right? Yes. Yes. We hang out there every day. Ask, ask, ask away. Somebody, if I don't have the answer, somebody in there, somebody's gone through what you've gone through. Believe it. Mm -hmm. It's not the first time. Nothing's <laughs> happened for the first time ever. <laughs> uh -huh. You can say that five times. So yes. speaking of nothing happening for the first time, when you are not out here impacting, changing, igniting, and advocating for all the things that matter to you, how are you making that time to give yourself permission to pause? Ooh, I am hanging out with my partner. That is my favorite. She is telling me to pause. She is making <laughs> sure that I am pausing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the one way that I am ensuring that I make time for myself. It is, I schedule it in my calendar. Yeah. I, it goes off on my phone to say, hey, stop. I, I hard stop on the day. Um, that has been important. I even just blocked off an extra day of the week to make sure there's no work that nobody can book on my calendar. That yeah. I think that has been the number one thing in being an entrepreneur is to make sure I block my calendar so that I don't have people booking and overbooking and running myself rampant because it will happen when you go into business for yourself. You are up at night trying to get do everything for yourself, mm -hmm. outsource, outsource and block time you, is a must. Yes. Oh, you speak my language. I say normal isn't necessary mm -hmm. just because it's normal to work, you know, 60, 80, 90 hours a week, because that's what you've been told entrepreneurship is, or even a high level, you know, executive career. Like, yeah. oh, this is just what you have to do. It may be normal for a lot of people because God mm -hmm. knows I heard it too, but that's not my necessary. When I was working corporate, like I met my partner and she was like, why do you work so much? And I was like, I don't have the answer to that. I mm -hmm. I just do it. I don't know. I feel like I have to. I feel guilty when I'm not 
working that much and getting stuff done and, you know, answering people's messages at 10 o'clock at night and 11 o'clock at night. Like, I just feel like I have to be there for everybody. And and she was like, that is bananas. You know, mm-hmm. you get to stop. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And <laughs> that has been the best thing ever. Like she has definitely been the best thing for me and getting me to slow down and make time for myself. Like for real, that has mm-hmm. been the life saving. I, I probably would have been pushed to an early grave keeping up that pace. Yeah, sure. listen, don't make this a part two now because you had me thinking that <laughs> the psychology hat came out like, mm, yes, why yes. am I feeling guilty at 11 o'clock at night when I could be in mm-hmm. here loving yes. and having a good time and, and relaxing time. and doing all the things and, you know, happy to serve always, but still with yes. boundaries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. which is key for you to, you know, have space to really show up fully, which clearly you're doing now because I I see you living your best life with your beautiful babies. (laughs) I'm telling you, we can have a whole, the pandemic has been, you know, it's been a horrible thing to have all of this stuff, but we have had an amazing year as a family because pausing, taking time for each other and business is amazing and we are thriving. We are, we're Mm -hmm. doing amazing. So yeah, the pandemic has been an unsolicited disruptive gift Yes, on so many levels for Mm -hmm. those of us who can see the gift in it, Mm -hmm. which it Mm -hmm. sounds like you are. Oh, you are so phenomenal (laughs) as you know. Um, I would love for you to share with everyone where they can come find out more about you. Uh, as always, you can come hang out with us in the DE&I Lounge on Facebook. If you're an Instagram person, then you can hit me up on Instagram at Lakeisha underscore Angelique. And of course, at www.LakeishaAngelique.com. Yes. And we will make sure everything is dropped below in the show notes. So in case you are on your Peloton right now or taking your walk in nature, trying to reconnect and just vibe out, I don't want you to have to stop in spelling thing because she does not spell her name like a normal Lakeisha. Okay. So I want you to make sure you look it up down here and just click the link, get to everything you need. Lakeisha, we are so grateful that you carved out time. I know you are back to back with clients today and looking forward to a nice afternoon off to spend with your family. So I really do honor and appreciate this time. And I thank you so much for showing up and showing up fully as you teach, preach and sell exactly how you live. Thank you so much for having me. You are so awesome. Ah! Balance Bowley listeners, what did I tell you? I wasn't coming to play no games. I said we were going to have a deep one-time conversation about how to get your life and your leadership right. So if you were listening to this thinking, well, you know, I have someone that's doing some outsourced stuff for me and I'm paying them $8 an hour and does that count? No, it doesn't. I think we were very clear. You have to pay what you would want to be paid. You may not have that budget yet. That's okay. You work with it, but you keep that in mind as you give out commissions and bonuses and other things until you build up your business in a way where you can pay, again, what you want to be paid. Don't just give out money because you hired someone from an Asian country and you think that that entitles you to pay them less because it does not. That's a whole nother conversation. Don't make me bring Lakeisha Angeli 
week back. Okay. Well, actually, make me bring her back. Make me bring her back. Make me bring her back. If we're going to put that on a, a DJ vibe right there. All right. I love you guys so much for taking this time out to listen. As always, if you need anything from us, if you have feedback, if you haven't written your review yet of the Balanced Bully podcast, please get on it because it helps us stay at the top. We are currently the top eight out of 35 women in business uh, podcasts to follow, and we would like to keep rising up there. So please write those reviews, rate us, and be honest about that. If you have to uh, ask me anything, send it to asknikita at bigpro.com. I'm happy to answer you. Otherwise, I will see you in the Certified Selfish Facebook group where I belong on a daily basis. Until next week, this is Nikita Thigpen sending you love and light and asking that you create your balance and create your joy, but remember, do it boldly. 